Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast. I'm in the studio today to help you learn about artists. What do artists do? How do artists think? Why do we create? I hope you'll join us regularly at ksum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. With me today is Connie Zier. Connie is one of the artists at Noya's Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. And you can also look up her work at noiseartgallery.com. That's N-O-Y-E-S-A-R-T-G-A-L-L-E-R-Y.com. Take a look at Connie's work under the Co-op Artist tab, and you'll find lots of really cool paintings. But Connie's medium is what is really unique for us at Noise Art Gallery. We have up to about 125 artists represented all the time, and our expertise is to show you a wide variety of artists using a wide variety of materials, styles, and different kinds of genre. So please stop by Noise Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street and have a look around and see all of the work we have there. Welcome to the studio, Connie. Thank you, Lynette. Let's uh, introduce you to our audience and have you give us a little bit of background about yourself. Okay, I'm Connie Zier. I grew up in Lincoln. I was born and raised here and they call me a nativeite, a native Lincolnite. So I guess that's what I am. Um, I did, however, attend middle school and high school up through my junior year in Wayne, Nebraska. And so that is where my heart of high school is at. Uh, then I came back here and attended the senior year at, at um, Lincoln High. And then I went on to Benier Hairdresser School of Beauty. Uh, so I worked as a beautician for a number of years after um, getting married and raising my family. Um, but then I retired and just stayed home with the kids as they got older. Um, I have um, four boys. I have two boys of my own and then two stepsons, uh, one in Kansas City, and he had three children. So he now has six grandchildren, which makes me great-grandchildren. And then I have a total of eight grandchildren, uh, also, um, and I started my art really around uh, 2003, 2004 uh, um, is when I started doing art. However, I always wanted to do art, and I just never had the time or just never got into it until um, just about a year before my husband passed away. Then I started doing it, but I had no children at home, and I had stopped babysitting for grandchildren, and my husband had retired, and so I had days with nothing to do, and that's basically when I started my art. When I started doing this um, before my husband died, I remember evenings of being in the kitchen and he would be sitting at the counter with me and I would be 
painting or doing whatever just to keep my mind and hands busy. I've I've always been a person that my hands have had to be doing something and and um he would sit there and he would just encourage me and and it was so sweet and I enjoyed spending that time with him and him knowing that he had the interest in what I was doing and and enjoyed watching me do something that I enjoyed doing and and that always meant a lot. So that has been something that has been an inspiration for me, too. I attended a class at Southeast Community College um, in drawing is where I actually started. And I took that class with Barbara Matley. Uh, she then invited me to come into her home and do art with, with her. And she said she had a group of uh, three other people that she would like to to group me up with. And so I, I went, I had a wonderful time. I enjoyed meeting the people. Um, I ended up being with Barbara for 11 years and uh, until she passed away. Um, and it was a learning experience for me. And I, it, with my one, it was a pastime and a hobby and just something that filled my, my time when I couldn't sleep, I would, take my pen and pencil and a pad and pencil and I would draw and until I got tired and would fall asleep. So that's pretty much my history. It sounds like you have uh, really picked up with your realization of uh, wanting to produce and create for about the last 15 years. Yes, I, I did. I, I think my first in explanation of wanting to be an artist started when I was in elementary school and I did a watercolor during school and um, it was an under undersea type picture and it ended up being a beautiful piece of art. I, I still have it. I have it framed. My grandmother kept it for many years and then my mother got it after my grandmother passed away and then after my mother passed away, then I, it came back to me. So I have it now, but it was um, an underwater picture that I had done in elementary school. And I think that was because that unknowingly turned out so well that it probably told me that that's a route I wanted to go. And I just never got to do it until 2003 or 2004. Mm -hmm. And that's when I, that's when I really started taking it more to heart and taking it seriously. I know that one of Barbara Matley's expertise was in watercolor work. Did you spend quite a bit of time working with her then developing your watercolor? I did. Although Barbara's way of teaching was we did what we felt we wanted to do, and then she would critique us. It allowed us to work with many different mediums, although her expertise was watercolor. Um, she worked with many different mediums as well. The only thing that she requested that we didn't work with was oil, and I was not interested in the oil anyway because of the odor of the oil and the alcohol and all the stuff that we had to work with. Um, and being an asthmatic all my life, um, I just couldn't take those fumes. So I never went that route anyway. Mm -hmm. um, but Barbara let us do different mediums, and I I was very happy to do that because I felt I I learned 
more about watercolor from her, but I also learned acrylics. I learned play, and um, she tried to teach me um, the chalk and the the. Oh, I can't think of the name of them now, but but the the other type of of things that I just didn't go into. They were not my of my interest. So mm-hmm. I stuck more with the water, the acrylic, and the clay are the three things that I like to do. So I see. that's pretty much what I work with. And uh, showing at Noya's art gallery right now is clay paintings. Uh, and yes. I know that that's a pretty unusual medium. And maybe our listeners don't really realize, uh, you know, what type of art that is and how you would work with those materials. Well, that was something that Barbara Matley also started. Um, she told us that upon the death of her grandfather, who she was very, very close to, um, during her mourning process, she would sit and and she started just, as she called it, petted her clay. And it was kind of a a stress release for her. And so she taught it to a few of us that were interested, and I did pick up on it, and I I really, really enjoyed it because I found it a stress release for myself as well, going through the changes that I had to make from being a married woman to a widow, uh, living with the grief and the things that I went through after he died. It was, I found it to be a big stress level for myself as well. Now today, living as a senior citizen, um, I find it relaxing for me still. I work with a clay that is a non-bake clay. You have to watch your labels if you want to clay paint because uh, the the baking clay does not work well. You want the non-baking clay, and it is more of an oil-based clay. but it's just a matter of, like Barbara said, you pet the clay. So um, there's many different ways you can do it. Some people have have done like a solid color and then added, oh, for instance, in water, they would do a blue or a green uh, for the co- water, the color of the water, and then they would put the white on top to make the the white caps, so to speak, or the waves. Um, or there's been ways where you kind of roll the the clay out into like a spring and then you twist the white and the and the blue for example together and then you spread it out that way. Um the thing is is to get it hopefully as smooth as you can or my method of it anyway is to get it flat and and smooth. However, um Julia has told me that she would like to see a little more texture just for her own taste. So I have done a couple of them down there that have more texture to them, and um, they have been sealed rather than put behind glass. So I have sealed them with a, a sealer, and that was also. So there's different ways of doing the clay as well. And that that has proven interesting also. Mm -hmm. It's just a a different way for me to relax. And 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 it's something unique 
that a lot of artists don't do. Most artists don't do it, in fact. And so it's it's something kind of unique, and it's unique to the gallery right now also. It's been a while since they've had a clay artist, from what I understand. It is very so, unique. And the the colors, of course, are, are quite vibrant because of the colors that the clay comes in. And I do see that in your imagery, you do a lot of landscape work. And so there's some beautiful blends and, and mixtures of your color and tints and shades going on within the pieces for three-dimensional kinds of effects. This yes. uh, non-baked kind of oil base type clay is what we might think of as kind of like the old-fashioned modeling clay. It's not really Play-Doh, but it has that uh, oily feel to it. When you have finished working with it, you feel like you need to wash your hands and get the oil off right. of your hands. Uh, right. And then, so that doesn't really dry out and it doesn't crack. And, and then, like you said, too, it doesn't have to be baked. The uh, right. uh, That oil base gives you that ability to really move and and work that clay around you can produce all different kinds of textures with it so as we take a look at a clay painting uh, we're going to see something very much like a painting with acrylics uh, except you have this um, very physical aspect of applying that clay by squashing it and pushing it and and as uh, you described it, petting it. it, it's like you're rubbing it down into the surface. And uh, you uh, did a nice job of uh, describing how that can be a stress release or a relaxation. Yes. Um, just that whole physical engagement with the material. It's a pretty unique medium. I know as I taught middle school, I uh, taught clay painting with those kids. And, and it was just a, a really good hands-on kind of experience for or painting and and I loved teaching the aspect of perspective with it in the sense of uh, foreground middle ground and background uh, because exactly. of the physical presence of the clay we could actually create that kind of dimensional layering and and the kids really seem to grasp those concepts well right well, right. you have really uh, started to move into, um, you know, the description of your process and how you're inspired just through the whole relaxation and, um, you know, kind of meditative aspect of working with it. Tell us more about that process that you would have to go into uh, to actually do a clay painting. Uh, what physically do you have to think about and have materials and, and be ready to work with? Well, I think the first thing that I think about is what size am I going to do or what shape am I going to do? And um, my my favorite way of doing it is to do it so that I would have it double matted um, and I would have it under glass. Um, I know now... Um, I have done a couple of them that are at the gallery that are not under glass and they're more dimensional, but um, I prefer having them under glass because I think it helps with keeping them clean and it just is a whole different perspective than, than when there's dimension. Or, um, I don't know if I want to say dimension, if that's the right word, but uh, when there's a lot more texture to it, um, you can't put it under glass as well. Um, that's why I use the sealer 
but then when you use the sealer, you don't. Although it is clay, you don't get the feel of the clay. So um, I prefer putting it under glass. And so then I have to go and think about, okay, um, I'm going to want a thicker frame. I'm going to want a double mat. I'm going to want this or that because you don't want the picture to sit exactly on the glass. Um it sounds, then, like, it sounds like there's a follow-up process in care in taking, right. you know, in preparing that work for presentation. Right. You don't want it to be not under glass or not sealed because if you take a, a clay picture and, and just hang it without the glass or without the sealer, then it's going to, to be more acceptable to dust particles that will cling to it. And then it would be very hard to clean. I don't know how you really would clean it without ruining the picture. Mm-hmm. So um, I think for, for cleaning aspects, you're going to want it under glass or have it sealed so that you can dust it off. What kind of material? Those are the things I, what material ahead. do you apply the clay to then? I apply it to like a mat board or a cardboard Um Preferably the mat board, um, but it has to be something firmer than just a paper for the clay to um, not weight it down. And, and um, I mean, it could tear the paper, it could weight the paper down, and then that would spoil your your design. I think um, I, I prefer the matte paper because it's not real thick, but it's it's firm enough to hold the clay. Mm-hmm. And so that's another thing I have to think about is what I'm going to use the clay on. I have been tempted to try to do it on glass just to see if it would adhere to the glass and how it would look. But then I don't like the finished product on glass when I frame it, so I'm thinking that that's probably not a way for me to go. Um, I don't know. I've I've just, there are some things I'd like to experiment with, and, uh, you know, a lot of it is just, you just have to work with it and try what you think you would like to see. Right, right. Well, another aspect I see in your work that is definitely an inspiration for you is the land. Uh, most of your landscapes have really beautiful skies or, um, you know, a feeling or an essence of a time of day. And then uh, uh, beauty in the land or water or sky going on with interesting effects. I can tell right. that you're inspired by nature. How do you gain that inspiration and uh, where... Uh, where do your ideas come from? Oh, they're just things that maybe I would see in a book or on television or as taking a trip. Um, I think some of my my water pictures and some of my um, mountain scenes or things like that have come because of trips I've taken and and. You know, riding through oh, Colorado, for example, is always a beautiful place to drive through, and and um, you pick up different things, or going to the island and doing the oceans, and um, I I think it's just 
you know, where you're at is where you feel it. And um, maybe something through pictures that I've taken, I will see something that catches my eye or um, the one that I have hanging at the gallery now with the three palm trees. Um, I did that. A friend of mine had been on vacation, and she sent me the picture, and I thought, oh, that is so cool, but it was a picture that she had taken, and and um, so that's where the, the the idea of that one came from. You're very inspired by land and nature. Yes. So as a co-op artist, you work at the gallery a couple days a month, and then yes. we also have that opportunity to, uh, you know, call to the gallery and and arrange to meet you there if somebody would want to look at your work. And then your work Absolutely. is on display uh, every day, uh, Tuesday through Saturday. The gallery is open from 10 a.m. until 5 p.m. And we don't want to forget, too, uh, listeners, our our first and third Friday events were open until 9 p.m. And I do know that in June, uh, Connie is one of the hosts as a featured artist, and uh, she'll be providing drinks uh, for that event. And that would be June 7th uh, from 6 to 9 p.m. We know Connie will be there for that event. Yes, that's right. I plan to be there, and I will bring drinks. And I look forward to meeting a lot of the listeners out there. I hope they will come in. Well, folks, as you can tell, uh, Connie has a very unique medium here with the clay paintings. And growing up around Lincoln, you're going to see a lot of uh, sunsets, sky scenes, land scenes that you can tell are inspired by Nebraska scenery. But she does some traveling, and there there's more inspiration in uh, with other ge- geographical kinds of images, too. Uh, we heard about how uh, these the style of painting is a good stress reliever for Connie, and I think you've probably heard that in some other interviews, too. I, I hope you might consider how art can feed your soul and give you some spiritual guidance in the way of uh, finding peace and joy inside of your heart. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Connie. Um, I really appreciate you joining me here today. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. I'm uh, visiting with Connie Zier of Noise Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. And please stop by kzum.org forward slash art talk live for more interviews with artists and personal stories about their lives. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.